Hey guys, welcome back to Opinionated and Underrated. I'm Alice. And I'm Charlotte. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. We miss coming. you. We miss you so much, but we, we're going to make the same promise we do every time and assure you that they're coming back in the summer. No, we actually are. We're, we're coming back because Charlotte's going to drive. I probably won't pass my test till like December. No, you will. The rate I'm going at, I'm a terrible driver. Don't say that. We don't <laughs> no, want to, I'm a great we driver. We don't want to give into the stereotype. No, I literally, what a bad feminist I'm, I am. I'm such a bad driver. I know, like, I actually am. That's the worst part. I do my best. I'm really not scared of roundabouts. I still, I definitely don't stall 14 times at a junction that my dad has to get out and stop places with me to get this car moving. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're here on a sombre day. We are here on a sombre day. As much as we want to bring the, like, the light and the laughter, it is time to address a very, very like upsetting constitutional change that's happened in America. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Right, I think let's break this down because I think it. It is a bit misleading the way it's been reported. So let's break this down to its very essentials. Okay, what is Roe v. Wade? What is Roe v. Wade? Roe v. Wade essentially is the the legislation that legalises abortion in all states in the US. I came from a court case where essentially this woman, like, she went to court and was like, I deserve to have an abortion. Um, and they were like, no, took it to Supreme. They were like, the con- the constitutional right to privacy is above the, the state law to not have an abortion. And so yeah. therefore set the whole precedent and Roe v. Wade happened so that it had to be legalised in all states. Um, this has been around for what, 70 years? I think 50, 50 years. years. Um, and now five justices. Justices Alito, he was the main guy running it, and then Clarence, um, Clarence Thomas, Gorshue, Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, um, and Roberts all basically voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. And the way that it works in America is you have to have a majority and they had the, the five of them, which was... Um, five out of eight was enough to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So basically, in, in a nutshell, this means that the con- like the right to abortion is no longer constitutionally protected. Mm-hmm. And it is up to the discretion of each individual state in America to decide whether this is legal or not. So obviously the misconception is that when Roe v. Wade was overturned, abortion was immediately illegal in all states in America, which isn't the case. Um, but it, there were 13 states with trigger laws in place, which essentially meant that as soon as Roe v. Wade was overturned, it was immediately illegal in that state. And it's estimated that 26 states out of the 50 will make it illegal in the next month. Yeah. So basically, it's a bit of a horrible waiting game. Another thing that's important to remember is you can cross state lines to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. The only problem is there's a very sp- there's a very specific number of people who can and afford to. Um, cross state lines to go get an abortion. Get time off work, time get off the work. petrol, get the transport, across, get, no, get mean, the childcare. Like... To get the childcare, get fucking flights off to California to go and get an abortion. Yeah. So it's very, even though it's not like illegal all across the US, it will basically be illegal for like people who, for, can't, people who can't afford to. Which is, which is how it will always be. Is <laughs> rich that's people, how healthcare is, to be fair. But that's how it will always be, is that rich people can um, get away with it, but people yeah. who can't. And in the 1967 Abortion Act in the UK, even before that, it was legal, but rich women were allowed to basically pay off psychologists to be like, she really needs an abortion, otherwise she's going to kill herself. And they were allowed to do it. Yeah. But obviously everyone who can't afford to pay a psychiatrist off to say that, it was illegal for them. So it's one rule for the rich, one rule for the poor. So what I'm hearing here is like everything else we ever talk about, it's a class <laughs> issue. It's a class issue. Oh, it always comes Who would have thought? Um, and I just think it's um, many women are going to die. 
This is the worst part. I'm quite, I'm not hesitant to go down this route because it's true. Although I think sometimes the narrative that abortion is healthcare can lend itself to abortion is the most valid in cases where people's lives are at danger. Mm. People with uteruses deserve the right to their own bodily autonomy, full fucking stop. People deserve an abortion because they just decide they don't want a baby. That is equally as valid as a healthcare reason. But people are quite literally going to die. Yeah. Ectopic pregnancies are basically where the... If you've watched Grey's Anatomy, you'll know. <laughs> basically where the... Basically the embryo will attach itself outside of your um, uterus. And obviously it can't grow when it's on your uterus. It will just basically kill you. And, yeah. and the, the way to save a woman's life is to um, basically remove it and have an abortion. Um, I think you can have abortions if, you're in, if the woman's life is in danger. Yeah. Well... This is the thing. It's up to the states. What are the exceptions for having abortions? Some states have no exceptions mm. for cases of rape and incest, which is a narrative that a lot of people like to push. Oh, you can have an abortion if it's in a case of rape and incest. Some states won't even grant people that liberty. Yeah. So there is a degree of discretion there once again. But, you know, mental health reasons, destructive pregnancies, miscarriages, these are all things that can very much endanger the life of a person who is pregnant. And now the right for them to access the healthcare that they need to ameliorate this issue is in jeopardy and it's been taken away for millions of them. What I also find particularly ironic Mm -hmm. about the US is how much they're pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. And as soon as the life is out, the woman, they do not give two flying shits about it. Mm -hmm. Because where is the healthcare? Where is the system for children who... people They're saying, okay, good, just go. Many people want to um, have adoption. Where is this? Like, where is the valid system for that? Because it's nowhere. It's not. It's nowhere to be seen in America. <sighs> Do you know what fucks me off? Is I've seen. Sorry, I have to. I'm going, I'm going there already. <laughs> but I've seen these pictures online of these, um, like Christian conservative people going to pro-choice protests, and they're holding up signs that say, "We'll adopt your baby." Where the fuck are you then? How yeah. are there so many kids who are literally going to go through the foster care system? turn 18, have an increased chance of, you know, being unemployed, being homeless. Where are you? Where are you? Are you yeah. not getting involved in those kids whose lives are already not at a high quality? Your, your adoption system is shit. Your foster care system is shit, but you only care when it comes to this moral self-righteousness, this moral crusade, where you can hold up a little sign and you can say, I would make the moral choice if I were in your situation, but you're not making the moral choice now, are you, if you're going down that route? I also, I, I mean, outside of abortion clinics, so like since the dawn of time, <laughs> since the dawn of time, since the dawn of abortion clinics, there have always <laughs> been protests outside of there, um, based off, especially in America, a lot of it is based off the Bible, or they claim it's based off the Bible, even though the Bible doesn't say anything about abortions, um, they claim that's where their moral high ground comes from, and I just don't understand how, especially America, it's just a lot of irony, because in America where it's like, you don't. We, we we would never push religion. We don't want those extremists, those crazy extremists. Uh, but they're the ones pushing religion on other people. A hundred percent. And I'm, it's, I'm, it's this is a slippery slope because everyone has the right to religious freedom and to mm. believe what they want to believe. But it is that thing of once your beliefs are infringing upon the well-being and the safety of other people, you've got. You, do you know what? You're perfectly entitled to think that that person. Well, I don't know. Perfectly entitled. Mm. But you can think that person's living a life of sin. You can think that person's made the morally wrong choice but that does not give you the right to impose it upon them and to literally jeopardize their safety because of it i just think it's ironic because even the taliban i'm sorry but like once you get to that (laughs) even though sorry but the taliban has the same essentially abortion 
restrictions as some states in the US, which I just find so ridiculous. Even the Taliban allows abortion in like cases of rape and incest. Yeah. And how? And then you're going to say that this? Oh, I don't know. It's just a lot of this irony. Is, this is what confuses me though when people are like, "Oh, these days extremism is on the rise." <laughs> Yet shit like this happens, and it's like you don't mean extremism; you mean leftism. Yeah. You mean you perceive leftism to be on the rise because things that are on the other side of the spectrum on the right that are equally as quote-unquote extreme, it's, like, entrenched in the US political system. Like, that's just... And obviously, obviously, most Western political systems or even global political systems have an undeniable right-wing lean. Mm. That's just the way it is. We know the Democrats are hardly left-wing. They're, like, bang in the centre. But by comparison to the Republicans, they look a lot more left-wing. It's just that you've got to bear that in mind. Like, the the right-wing tendencies of... Western politics just, they manifest so scarily sometimes, and I think this is a perfect example. I will never understand when people are like, oh, we live in such a, I can't say anything, like, I live in such a woke age, we're such a liberal age, and then this is happening in somewhere like America? And it's like, these people have less bodily autonomy than their grandmothers did. Yeah. That's what scares me. We're literally going back in time. It's like, it's regressive, and it's like, it's like, oh my god, it's even a time worse than pre that, because... You had the rights. You, we fully understood and appreciated how they were so valuable, and then they, and just, they took them and away. They're gone. It's just absolutely mind blowing. It's just so distressing. I think I will tell this. I've told this story to everyone I've spoken about, but um, I was. It's sort of a funny place for this to happen. But I was on the loo in the middle of a, a double loo. A, a, the loo in the middle <laughs> of a in the middle of a double lesson, and I had my phone in my hand, and like the screen flashed with the BBC news notification, and yeah. I like looked at it. And it said Roe v. Wade's been overturned. Breaking news. I was like, my heart like actually dropped into my feet. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So I raced back into my classroom. I was like, everyone, Roe v. Wade's been overturned. And like, no one cared. Really? Politics classroom as well. Yeah, this was a politics classroom. Like, there was like one boy who was like, oh, do you want a hug? Like, bless him. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> bless him. Like he was. To be fair, he was. And obviously, Elif in the back of the classroom was just like distressed. Yeah. But like, no one else was really that bothered. And I was just like, does what? It kind of really contextualised to me, like, there is just a level of, like, people can really distance themselves yeah. from politics. But also, There's I don't... A real separation. There is. I don't want to be that person who only cares about something when I can apply it to my own life. But that but seems to be... It, it hammers it home so, like, dr- like dreadfully. Because I... Because it's very likely that, like... Well, it's not very likely, but it's very not out of the question that one day me or someone I know accidentally gets pregnant and we don't want that. Mm-hmm. And we just assume there's solutions. There's ways we can get rid of the baby that we're not ready to have. Yeah. But that's just been taken away from so many people in my situation, in better, worse situations than me. It just breaks my heart for all the people that are literally going to have their lives ruined by yeah. something they ha- they should have the right to. I also I also find so disgust. I just, I, we know who these justices are, but like, especially, I think it's bitterly painful that yeah. like, a woman is one to vote against this. And I think it's also a part of feminism that I think gets forgotten is sometimes you have to work against women as yeah. well. Like sometimes, the so I don't mean work against women, but sometimes the barriers to liberation is other women. Yeah. Um, and old white women at that. And yeah. I, I don't know if you like saw what she said, but she, some of the quotes from these justices, basically she said, your rapist loves you. And the other, <laughs> the other justice, I think it was Gavin or maybe it was the other one. Um, said rape is an opportunity. Yeah. 
Because for them, like, it's all in God's plan and you're supposed to be raped. You're supposed to have a child because life is a gift from God. Just, oh my it just God. makes me feel absolutely sick. It's just, Your rapist loves you. It just cycles back to violation, doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone is everyone is so okay with women and people in general just being violated. Yeah. It's okay if your body is fucking violated in the most brutal, awful way possible because you're assaulted, because that's just part of some greater plan. It's okay if your body is violated by essentially a parasite that is occupying your body that you, you're not ready to care for. You're yeah. not, men- be it mentally, be it physically, emotionally, in terms of where you are in life, financially. There are so many reasons why you might not be able to take care of it. And yet, are we not thinking about like the lives that, all and these kids don't. are going to be born into. They don't care about the life of the children, which is why I don't believe the pro life because you don't care about the life once it's outside the mother. You just care about controlling the mother. The thing is, I feel like this cycles down far too often to like an argument of semantics. Mm. When does yes. life begin? And it's like, that's not... I feel like you're losing an abortion debate if you cycle back to when life begins. That's not the question. The question is, why are we denying people bodily autonomy? I know this is like a very generic, generic text post that everyone everyone's yeah. seen for like years and years. But it is that thing of even if it's to save someone's life, you cannot take bodily organs from a dead corpse yeah, without even nice. even to save yeah, even to save someone's life without expressed permission that they'd written when they're dead. By depriving people of the right to abortion, you're literally <laughs> giving these women less bodily autonomy than a corpse. Than a corpse. Yeah. It's just and I know that's generic, and I know I haven't seen that, but I do think it contextualises it so, like, dramatically. And the whole, like, when does life begin debate, I think there's, like, there's a there's a misconception that the pro-choice argument is that life doesn't begin. But, so, like, we know when life begins. Now, whether that's a human life, yeah. that's to be interpreted, but it's the whole argument of, like, well, there was potential. There was potential for to be a human. There was also potential for the seed to be a fucking tree, but you didn't put it inside and now it's a blade of grass. So don't, like, am I killing a tree? Yeah. And I know it's all semantics and it's all like the arguments. I mean, you can go around the abortion argument for decades and we have. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's ridiculous to then strip away people's human rights because it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, this is a matter of rights. That's what's the most concerning thing. I think... Obviously, everything is political. Everything is political, whether we like it or not. Yeah. But the way that bodies and autonomy have been politicised is actually just repulsive. And women's. And, and yeah. it's only women's. And also, it's so funny because, obviously, like we've had birth control for however many years, and they've been developing birth control for men, and I mean, like, yeah. pill, like, hormones. And I just saw so many things, like, um, they had it, but they didn't release it because the side effects were too bad. Yeah. If you're just having a look, if you just if you just have a peek at the back of the pillbox, you will see blood clots, you will see heart attack, you will see weight gain, you'll see depression and every other side effect under the sun. Yeah. But as soon as it's boys who have to take that, oh no, no, no side effects. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's work on this actually properly. Let's make sure it's not detrimental to them so they don't have to have a child. Ugh, it's mind-blowing. I think this is also a good point to point, a good place in the podcast to point out that when we say woman, we obviously don't mean yeah, that yeah. everyone who gets an abortion is a woman. It's a blanket term, but... People with uteruses. People, people with uteruses. People who can get pregnant. And obviously, this is an extremely stigmatising, dangerous, terrifying time for people who aren't women but do have uteri. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting that there's probably a lot of exclusions in these kind of conversations. I just... I think this is terrifying for everyone involved. And I also... I do hate to have to cycle this back to... Um, Men, this affects you too, just to make them care. But like, men, this does affect you too. What about you, sleazy man, when you've had an affair? You've had an affair with your (laughs) fucking boss's daughter. 
she's his daughter. No, he's the boss. You've had an affair with your fucking your mate's daughter, who's like barely eighteen. Now she's been. Now she's been knocked up. No, but uh, this is this is how I view the sleaze, right? So you've you've just like one of your co-workers, right? You've banged his daughter. She's got knocked up. And now you're panicking. Now you want her to get an abortion because you can't bring that child into the world. The shame yeah. that it'd bring onto your name. Oh my gosh, unimaginable. That's probably when you'd want an abortion, right? Yeah. But also like even the less malicious men than that. Men who want to support the people in their lives. Mm-hmm. Men who are part of a family unit that can't function with a child. Men who know people whose bodies and mental health would be destroyed by this. You should be as concerned yeah. as everyone else is. You really should be. I think this is what is escaping a lot of people. It's, yeah, I do believe it's a matter of just, not just, obviously it's women's rights, but I feel like, I'm, I don't know, like, men being forced into having a child is also not ideal. No, so you should care. Should be, uh, but I also hate the whole fight we have to grow on and be like, yeah. But the thing is, I, I'm looking at the polls. I know we have an echo chamber, yeah. but looking at the polls, um, the general consensus is that really it should be the no term. Well, this is the thing. So actually, what our poll says is that 95% of people agree that Roe v. Wade should have been overturned. But then I looked into the two that voted that it should have been overturned, and both of them have messaged me saying, oh no, push the wrong <laughs> button. So actually, 100% of our listeners think there is no universe where Roe v. Wade should have been overturned. We've got an echo chamber, but this is the consensus. There's I, been outrage. I think it, in, obviously in Britain it's slightly different. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's out of the question. Like, America is... We're relatively similar to America. I don't see how, if it's happening in America, it can't then somehow um, happen in the UK. Exactly. We actually got a message that said something along these lines. I thought it was worded really nicely. The US is the blueprint of the Western world, and it's probably something the Tories would want to, again, gain more control over us. So it's it's entirely right. America's a global superpower. It sets the precedent for the Western, to a degree, the entire world. Mm. And I think... It is plants that very dangerous seed of well, if America can get away with it, if this is how the American political system operates, then yeah. why wouldn't it work in my country? It's also not legal. Um, speaking of England, yeah, Bill of Rights. It's been called into question, which is lovely. Potential <laughs> abolition of the Bill of Rights, and again, this sounds completely. Is it terrifying. potential abolition of the Bill of Rights, or is it a revision of the Bill of Rights? I'm pretty sure it's an abolition. Oh Jesus Christ! What the hell? Basically, the main thing they're looking at is. Essentially making it easier to deport people, which is very convenient. It comes in the wake of the Rwanda deportations being mm-hmm. overruled. Um, the Bill of Rights would mean that Parliament has ultimate power over any other Supreme Court, so they would have the authority to carry out any decision and no and no body governing rights would have any authority to overrule Parliament, mm. which is, you know, in the context of the Tory government, I would argue fucking terrifying. <laughs> Slightly concerning. After looking into it a little bit more, I think the Bill of Rights is to be heavily reformed, but essentially what it does is it gives Parliament the ultimate right to act and overrule any Supreme Court or court judgment on uh, like a political decision. So as we were saying, it make it easier to deport people, to make controversial political moves that can't be physically stopped. Mm. Um, and obviously that calls into question whether in the UK our abortion rights are going to be you know, Parliament in danger, yeah. in danger, protected by Parliament. Can we assume that we have the right to them anymore if Parliament has the ability to go back on it? Where where's the protection? Do you know what I mean? I think that's like an example of a manifestation of attitudes or circumstances from the US into yeah, other like countries. Us, yeah. But um even if this does or doesn't happen, like it's the attitude and it's just the general precedent or it is the idea mm. that 
autonomy can just be stripped away that oh, it's political yeah. that it is something that it's, it's something that we don't just have the rights to it's the rights thing i think it's also what was significant about roe v wade is i mean for a long time people knew that they weren't happy with roe v wade right but the assumption was that they were chipping away at it and they were sort of gonna do it that way yeah but when the document was leaked what two months ago yeah now, um justice alito basically said like this is like basically completely bashed Roe v. Wade and was like, this needs to be stripped up. Like, obviously it was, but it, the, the significant thing was that it was assumed that they were going to chip away at it. And then in the document where they overturned Roe v. Wade, um, the question was called up, oh, now we have to look at other significant constitutional changes like the right to equal marriage, the right to contraception. Yeah. Key, key rights. Right to gay sex. Yeah, right to gay sex, right to interracial marriage, right to gay marriage, right to literal contraception is now being called into the question because Roe v. Wade has set the precedent for the overturning of constitutional rights. Now whether they're likely to be overturned is another question but it just it's not it's not impossible is basically what No and I think that's what this is contextualised for everyone I think it's terrified and shook so many people to the core because I think so many people wanted to assume that this would never happen mm. in our modern society in the western world god forbid because we're so so progressive and amazing in the west we're so amazing we're so amazing we'd literally never endanger the rights like all those horrible other countries disgusting developing countries evil middle eastern countries yeah literally and then it fucking happened everyone's just like what (laughs) What the hell now what the hell like what do we do now i think i think it's quite hard because you're rendered quite hopeless here. Mm. You want to protest, you want to make noise, you want to do X, Y, Z, but... Well, you can't make noise with the new <laughs> sentencing and bills. Um, uh, police crime sentencing. Police crime and sentencing bills. Uh, it's just, oh. I think this has just come at a time where things are going from bad to worse to worse. Yeah. You know, we have a disgusting global war going on. We have coronavirus still lingering. We have wars going on worldwide, actually. We have... War, coronavirus. <laughs> War, coronavirus, what else do we have? Oh my god, endless, endless. Let's think of some more. We have, oh, UK politics in complete disarray. <laughs> Boris Johnson, the most corrupt, law-breaking prime minister probably in parliamentary history. That, do you know what? Faith in politics is, was already at an all-time low. And, now it's just... and then this happened. I think it just... And this is what kind of concerns me, is I worry that it dispels people from politics because they mm. think... Every single person in these institutions are corrupt. They don't have my interests at heart. I mean, on a large scale, you're probably not wrong. But, um, but then, and then like people think, they feel apathy and they think, well, I'm not going to vote because they're all as bad as each other. They're all going to endanger me. But this is the moment where you need to realise just how crucial your political voice is. Mm. This is the moment where you do join that pressure group. You do vote. You do pay attention to you know by-election results and start thinking about if you've got any any chance at all of getting rid of right-wing governments i also think because this is something that is affecting women who maybe weren't wouldn't be affected by because it's affecting white women basically yeah word (laughs) (laughs) white women are gonna start caring um and so i've seen so many white women on the internet. i'm sorry i'm not trying to generalize we're white women obviously yeah but um, people who are like, oh my god, wow! Like I've never thought I ever cared about politics. Like I've never been involved. So, okay, but now you care because it might affect you. This is what I'm just take to that me. energy and put it to people who are in the more vulnerable situations than you. So, anyway, if it's affecting you, take that energy and move forward. With it. This is the absolute worst thing. 
is that it kind of gives me the same energy as those people who are like, oh yeah, I've read to Tory all my life. But ever since they they ridiculed me or mm. they put me in a bad lockdown or they made a fallout of me and my family with their parties, I'll never vote for them again. Yeah, It's like, how is your deal breaker for not voting conservative something along the lines of depriving children of free school meals, underfunding the NHS, corrupt policing systems? How is something that affects you so personally, your deal breaker. And to be fair, I understand what a massive factor this is. Because mm. when a political issue appeals to you on a personal level, it takes on a gravity that it wouldn't usually. Yeah, of course, you're going to relate to it. We had a quick interlude. We did have a quick interlude. It involved, what did it involve? Me blowing my nose, um, saying I wanted to pick the conversation up, <laughs> and asking me how, and me proceeding to not answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so how's your day? How's my day been? I actually think my day has been... It's been very busy recently, you know. I think there's just quite a lot to think about these days. <laughs> I just no, do talk, you know what? I no. just want to talk about the social economic state of the world. <laughs> no, but do you know what I actually said to Elif today? Is that um, yesterday I had so many thoughts in my head that I nearly started crying. So I had to write them all down in my notes so I could actually just look at my thoughts objectively so, and be like, what am I thinking about? So that is called anxiety. <laughs> there's so much to think about these days. And it's not just things that I have to do. It's obviously things like this that are going on in the world. It's just like, oh, there's so much on my mind. Anyway, how's your day been? <laughs> it's been absolutely wonderful. I'm so busy, but I love the biz. The buzz. The biz buzz. <laughs> I, love I love the, the biz buzz. buzz. I, I love the busyness. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's because it kind of takes yes. your mind off shit like this? <laughs> so it really distracts me from world issues. Yeah. Which is a very privileged position to be in. Oh my god, tell me about it. I could just go and throw myself into like an experiment. <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> I'm so privileged, like awful disgust. I could have said piano, but I had to pick clarinet, didn't uh-huh. I? I can go and throw my sorry, yeah, that's a really cool instrument, sorry. It's very cool. You play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't throw myself in the flute when I'm in stress and disarray. You shouldn't ask for this. <laughs> but you can ask me anyway, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just saying, never take this conversation outside of this room. Okay, guys? It, it stays between us. <laughs> would you have an abortion? Yeah, I would. If I got pregnant now, I mean, there's not really any circumstances <laughs> where that would happen. But if I were to get pregnant right now, I would... Yeah, knock on wood. Wait, all right. <laughs> I would have bought the baby because I recognise that um, I am in a privileged position where I can do so. And I'm at a point in my life where I want to focus on my education, establishing myself in life as a young adult, things like that. Um, I don't think I don't think I'm ready to have a child. And if you know me, I, I want to be a teacher. I've always wanted a family. I volunteer three times a week with various kids. Like I do that a lot. Like <laughs> you love kids <laughs> I don't want to say that <laughs> but children are really important to me and yet I maintain that access or the possibility of access to abortion is so important to me and I don't think that makes me a hypocrite I don't think that makes me a sinful person mm. I think that makes me just a human being yeah, yeah. with ambitions and plans and feelings with actual life would you get an abortion? Um, probs, yeah yeah Probs. Um, it, do, it really depends. I'm not really planning on getting pregnant anytime soon. No, me neither. Uh, obviously not for work, but, you know. I, to be honest, I don't even know if I... Oh, thing is, whenever I say, oh, I don't really want to get pregnant ever in my life, everyone's always like, no, no, no. Oh, this is a good children. conversation. Yeah, this yeah. is a good... Oh, there you go. Good segue. You, you really want children. Don't worry, like, when you turn, when you turn a certain age, you're just going to feel so maternal and you're going to want children. 
Maybe, but you shouldn't push that on people because our only role in life is to not bear children. Yeah, literally. And the worst part is, I think we're forgetting, like, sorry to cycle back to this, but there are a lot of kids in the foster care and adoption, like, services that deserve loving families. I'm not saying I'm not going to have kids, but I just don't see myself getting pregnant. Exactly. And that is an option for so many people. People who don't want to get pregnant. People who can't get pregnant. Pregnancy is not the only way to start a family. And I think people forget that. Also... People that have abortions are not just teenage girls who forgot to use a condom. Yeah. It is mothers of three. Who don't want, can't have another child. No. It's people who are too poor to afford to raise a child. It's people who would be in, I don't know, domestic danger yeah. if it was discovered that they were pregnant. It is a whole host of people who need the access to abortion and I think there's a lot of misogyny that can kind of tie into the attitude of oh if you don't want it you shouldn't have had sex yeah that's not always the case sometimes people stealth you sometimes you think you're having protected sex and you're not sometimes a condom splits that's nobody's fault sometimes you're raped sometimes you did not consent to being to being penetrated or to having unprotected sex and yet that's the situation you find yourself in and sometimes you just make a mistake. Sometimes you forget and you shouldn't be punished for the rest of your life yeah. for that. Oh my God. It's just, I can't, I can't understand how this is lost on so many yeah, people. I, I mean, yeah, it's a complete detachment from anyone who isn't like yourself. Yeah. I think uh, self-righteousness and like the moral crusade is mm. such a disease in this conversation. And it is the driving factor behind all this bigotry and oppression and all of that fun fun stuff i think that's a beautiful place to leave it off on i think i, think, I, I think supplement this yeah, by just what people said on the polls just going through a few of our responses people we asked them how did you feel about roe v wade how does it make you feel we've got helpless we've got scared we've got exposed so so angry our freedom has been taken away disappointed furious disgusted uncertain unprotected disgusted screaming intensifies <laughs> yeah fucking pissed off it's not fair that they even have the opportunity to take away rights. You can see the general consensus, and I'm glad you guys agree with us, because it is disgusting, it is horrifying, and it is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I just can't, still can't really wrap my head around it, no. to be honest. I think in moments like this, we need to organise, we need to apply political pressure, mm. we need to think about how our votes manifest onto topics like this, um, but also we need a sense of camaraderie. I hope this little echo chamber that we have going on can provide you a little bit of comfort, yeah. indulge your anger, let us say the words that you are probably already thinking. And to our listeners in America, um, if you need any support, please do reach yeah, out. Because please. also, and to our listeners in the UK and anywhere else, um, if you're going to donate, don't donate to Planned Parenthood, donate to like specific like places where they can actually help women. Um, yeah. Although anything is good. Anything is better than nothing. Yeah, please reach out to us, to our American listeners. We are so sorry. We hope you are okay. We hope yeah. you are safe. Um, please bear your own safety in mind. It shouldn't be in your hands, but it is now. So just be as safe as you can be, please. Um, on that note, I think that's all we've got to say on this topic. Yeah, we just wanted to talk a little bit about what we're planning for the future because we're aware that for the past six months or so, we've been quite inconsistent. Yeah. So... Um, if you don't know us, hi, I'm Charlotte. If this is your first episode. What a, what a bombshell. <laughs> this is good you picked 
right topic. We're gonna, yeah, I know. We're gonna get back on the promoting this. We're gonna improve our outreach because the engagement that comes with it is just invaluable. Quite frankly, yeah. our episodes are never better than when the polls are booming I and think. when people actually are getting involved. Yeah, if you don't know what a poll is, so we're talking about our Instagram story. So at opinionated underrated. Every us. time we're recording a podcast, we put some polls up where you can click yes or no. You can send us question boxes, send mm. us DMs. Just give us your opinion. Tell us your opinion. It's, these are all grounded off of your opinion. That's yeah. very important to us. And this doesn't even... You don't just have to wait for when we're recording. DM us about anything you want to hear us talk about. Yeah. Anything you just want to have a chat about off the podcast. We are people off the podcast. <laughs> people off the podcast. People off the pod. <laughs> what, that should be our new name. People of the pod. People of the pod. We no. are also looking for new podcast names. So yeah, we've know. always we said this for like a year. We were meant to rebrand a year ago. Yeah, but I, just... um, I think Elif's going to look at designing some new cover I'm art. I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to. Put the art A-level to good use. Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not going to use me actually. Oh, can we tell them what, what we did? Oh, this is quite, this quite nice and feminist. My, my, actual, my art project was essentially based on... So if you don't know, in art A-level you get given a title and you have to basically create two media tests and a final piece and then obviously all the in-between work. Um, and my title was Chain Instability, but I did it on um, like women in medicine um, and how women have been affected in medicine. So I started off kind of looking at the beginnings of that and also how a lot of medical advancements came from women who were used in slavery and people they were experimented on and um, like the syphilis trials in Tuscany. Tuscany. Tuscany, was it? I think it I was. Think so. um, and basically all of that. And then eventually... I got onto abortion and um, women's rights in the medical field, and I ended up creating a sculpture, which was basically Charlotte. I sat on the floor in a in a stirrup childbirth position for five hours. for five hours. I, if you don't know what it is, plaster of Paris is you know when you break your arm and you get cast the exact same thing. That material. Um, I basically casted her entire body from. What neck to neck to neck to knee neck to knee yeah. um, in a stirrup birthing position and then disaster struck. Yes, yeah, so we picked it up to move it after I sat there for five hours and she just um, fell quite apart frankly, at the my crotch. vagina imploded. Yes, and so then I had to then cast my own legs and crotch and then attach it to her. So really, it was quite symbolic and poetic when you think about it because yeah. we combined our women are combined in their oppression. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we are all one under the patriarchy. Exactly. And anyway, it's disgusting. It's covered in like bloody material and flesh. It's, <laughs> it's awful, covered, but it's really good. It's covered in latex um, and like red bloody latex. But not in like good latex, not like sexy latex, no, like disgusting latex. Why do I want latex? You're funny, sexy. <laughs> um, and, and then I casted the boys in my ears' hands. Um, and they're ripping into us, violating us. Yes. And with, again, the plaster of Paris, it's white hands. Um, which interpret as you will yeah. white male hands basically ripping into her womb um, which has been ripped open in a caesarean and if you would like to see my sculpture obviously DM us I'm not going to put it up because it's quite explicit yeah um, but we'll share and this is the thing like we do stupid feminist stuff all the time I write poems yeah. and essays Elif does awesome artwork if you want to ever see any of it like we'll share it with you. We, we'd love to. We just want to create this little safe echo chamber. We love an echo chamber. Yeah, we do, and we love you. Um, we're so sorry we've neglected you. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, summer, you're not going to hear the end of us. No, God, we'll just be around we'll just every be in corner. Your ear, You'll be like, oh, God, fuck off, but we'll be there, and we, and we won't. <laughs> and we will. Continue. We won't take no for an answer. <laughs> in true, in true patriarchal fashion, we won't take no for an answer. We won't take no if you would like us. To
consent important. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening today. We hope you have a wonderful day. We've um, missed you. And we've missed you so much. Please, please reach out. Yeah. Reach out. Um, and we will see you when we see Give you. Give us ideas. We want them. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>